electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintana here with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Pre-market does uh, trim some early losses here as jobless claims come in at the highest since August and challenger layoffs spike nearly 70% year on year for September. Ten-year yield three and three quarters. Got four more Fed speakers today. Our rev map begins with oil extending gains as higher energy prices could be on the way on the heels of that production cut. But reports signaled renewed drilling in Venezuela perhaps might be on the horizon. Plus, pressing forward, the Twitter must saga continues. We're just going to try and help you make sense of it all. And racing to return to growth. Peloton slashing 500 more jobs. Its CEO says the restructuring is now complete. Let's begin with the markets, inflation, and the Fed. As we said, we'll get uh, Mester actually twice today, Jim. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, were, uh, were you at all impressed by the S&P unwinding that 2% intraday drop? Uh, I thought it was kind of amazing because it shows you that there is, uh, I know that Trent, Trent, Jason was talking about it, some put that's out there. No, I mean, I think there's money that feels like, wait a second, uh, the downside is we've seen, and we can test it, maybe even fail initially, but there's a, a lot of people who just say, look, we're kind of done with the selling. We've had, I mean, I thought the, the leader of the bounce back, the semiconductors, I mean, the semiconductors have been in purgatory since November of last year. That's how long, David. November of last year, the semis have been going down. Let's watch them. I mean, the pre-market, they're always down because, well, that's what they do. But this, this was a remarkable turn on the semis, which I've just felt were not allowed to go up. Is it sustainable, though, of course, is the, is the question. And today's the day to find out? Today is the day. Yeah, because yesterday they had a nice bounce. Let's find out if the, it, it was very thin trading yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, holiday, Jewish holiday trading. Yep. And I do think that what's happened is, is that if you have a group that has let us down, that was the beginning of the sell-off, and that group can bottom, that's often a sign that, the, it, that, that we've cycled through everything. And now we're done. Should we look back on Micron? You know, we, we had uh, Marotra as our guest. I guess it's only, what, a week ago? Uh, I, I, um, okay. I was with someone, uh, with some people the other day. The I, I day. pointed out, by the way, let no, me just no, remind no. people, they had, they had uh, reported earnings, but it was the guidance that was particularly poor, but the stock did not go down. The stock went up, and apparently I said the other day that I wasn't sure how real. It's re- spending billions to build fabs <laughs> in New York. They have billions. The big issue had been the free cash flow, David, which had gone down a lot. Yes. But they continue to return capital. But I, if Sanjay were here, you know, I was upset that they had pre-announced. And then after that, they also said more stuff that's negative. But maybe that's how a bottom's put in. I mean, for instance, a McCormick pre-announced that things would be the spice company. And they basically did a little better than I thought. Not a lot, but a little. I'm looking for stocks, Carl, that have said bad things where 
uh, they get a bounce. And the reason I mentioned the semis is their gross margins have been bad. Uh, Intel was announced you last night when they were going to report. And I said, oh, geez, I don't think Intel will be that good. But I do know that NVIDIA is in town. Uh, NVIDIA is more than a gaming play. It's been trapped as a gaming play. I think their story is very much how that 40% plus of gaming is going to go down over the years. So watch NVIDIA. Watch Marvell, mm. which had a nice turn yesterday. And then the most bullish one of all was the incredible gain that we had, 2% gain in Qualcomm. And at one point it was down substantially. So I've got a number on my list of stocks that have just been horrendous since November. And if they can rally today, then I'm going to say that the SMH is going to be your leadership going into earnings. And then the banks are going to take the baton. Interesting. Chips, then banks. Chips uh, and that's going to be key. Um, as for the um, inflation metrics that we talked about, finally got claims going up a bit. These challenger layoffs, Jim, hiring intentions, lowest since 2011. I mean, and we'll see with her, whether this gets reflected at all tomorrow. Well, you know, Mr. Wonderful was on, and he was saying that he's not felt any pressure. Kevin Lear felt any pressure in his businesses. Now, I hear that a lot. And the reason why they're not feeling any pressure in the businesses is they're not in the businesses that are laying off people. I come back to uh, what's going on at Meta. And Meta, and David, you know this, Meta is consolidating its offices. But how rare has it ever been that when you consolidate, you actually expand? And I think that the layoffs are occurring in tech and tech-related. Not going to be small business. Because small business has, according to paychecks, pretty good run. Right. And so, I mean, if you're waiting for small business to be your indicator, you will you will miss the entire move when the Fed stops. But we, I mean, we need to put it in perspective. Um, Meta was hiring thousands upon thousands of engineers to help build the metaverse. Right. Uh, and so you slow that, but year over year, you still got more people than you had a, a year ago. Yes. I don't think that's going to stay the same. You think that year over year they'll actually have fewer employees now than they did, let's say, in November of 2021? I think it's entirely possible. Entirely possible. Look, they they feel constrained. They want to make the numbers. That's a little different. Carl, when you you speak to the people there, they're no longer, um, they recognize they're no longer kings. Not everybody. Not everybody. But there's a lot of people there who say, you know what? It's time to rethink. Now, there was an article on CNBC.com talked about the death spiral death spiral for Facebook. They were not happy about that. (laughs) Now, I do unbelievably, I do work with CNBC.com and I think they're unbelievably good. So I I didn't do anything about it. What was involved in the death spiral? Well, they were saying that 2022 numbers were better than 2021, which is what our dot-com used. I'm sorry, what? Who was saying? Uh, Meta was saying, listen, if you look at 2022 numbers, they're better than 2020. I see. But no, my but, question was, what about this death spiral? Like, what was involved well, in death it? Death spirals, it, um, I, I, don't, I felt death spiral was extreme given the cash they had. But people are not looking at They just can Facebook never beat TikTok. They can just never, they can never, Instagram starts to fail. Reels doesn't come around. And the metaverse is just an endless money I'm, pit. I'm going to disagree with Reels only in that analysis. I think that, that the death spiral may not be as related, Carl, to his to uh, page views as much as it is the money being made. But I do know that they were not happy with CNBC.com, but the CNBC.com, because of the the chart they use, but CNBC.com has been excellent as coverage. So I'm not going to sit here and say 
you know what, CBC.com got this wrong. Well, Meta is now um, less than 1% of the S&P 500. Uh, that's the lowest since 2015. Well, they're not happy about that. Uh, the peak was uh, 21. They were 2.5% yeah. of the S&P. Well, well, I mean, they were moving towards uh, were over $800 billion market value, moving towards, it seemed, a trillion. And now their mojo is uh, kind of gone when you stocks down almost 60% year to date. I'm glad David used the technical term, mojo, because that's it. <laughs> now, I mean, that Farley building, is it going to go to Tom Farley's SPAC? They need Farley in there. Jim Farley from Ford. Oh, this was the Farley post office. Yeah, no, that, it's, uh, no, it is. No, I'm, That's, I'm wrong. They're, they're filling it up. Look, they have a lot of offices in New York. I'm going to say two things. I understand. I don't buy, buy the desk borrow because you have too much money for desk borrow. But Reels is doing much better than people think. You've been but, saying that for months. Well, I'm going to be vindicated by the facts. Okay. But I think the problem is, is that people do not post as much on Facebook or Instagram. Well, how much do you, have you posted today? Uh, I don't use Facebook or Instagram. I rest my case. I'm the wrong person to talk to. Okay, um, who's the right noticed. person? Who's the right person? My age and demographic. What? Who's the right person? Well, my, my, uh, my uh, seven-year-old daughter is, uh, is TikTok. All her friends are TikTok. Well, um, Mark Zuckerberg, my son, they're also right Snapchat. Now. I mean, they Mark communicate Zuckerberg via Snapchat. Mark Zuckerberg is watching it this very minute. They use Instagram, but so does my wife for, like, recipes. No, that's Pinterest. Oh. Which gets uh, an upgrade today over at Goldman. Eric Sheridan goes to buy. I'm sure you saw that. I saw that. Now, this is the second one that I've seen. And Pinterest uniquely chose to be like Etsy was initially, which is almost anti-commercial. Now they're getting the ads. When you go to Pinterest and they'll be like, I don't know, David, something for, uh, what do you do, needlepoint? You're a needlepoint guy, right? I don't, yeah, I don't do needlepoint. I don't well, do anything. That's really, it's part well, of it. Well, there's a, there's a whole page for people who do nothing. Nothing. Yeah, people do nothing. It's got things for you to buy. I don't even do that. Well. I just sit inert. It's got things for you to do nothing with. Thank you. But there are, Pinterest has not been able to monetize anything because yep. they've chosen not to. They were too pure for monetization. Yes, yes. They were not, uh, they were not chess beaters, as we said, when they went right. public. When you do that, I don't think, I think the metaverse, by the way, the struggle with the metaverse is that we're not in it. And uh, when you listen to what uh, NVIDIA has to say about their omniverse, they have industrial applications. They do not have the kind of what we necessarily want. Well, but we will be eventually. We'll be in the metaverse. Yeah, but eventually it doesn't cut it when you're talking about the quarter. So you have to cut expenses, and you have to say to the street, look, we're not losing, you know, we're, we, we're indicative of, of, we see it. We see that we're losing money. We're not, you know, un, it's not obscure to us. You're very focused on this meta, haven't you? What? The CNBC.com piece was a breakthrough piece. Is it a battleground stock? Oh, my, it is a bad. It's Verdun. It's Verdun. Nobody wins. It's Verdun, David. Ooh, the meat grinder of Verdun. Yes. Ooh. No, it's actually the British on the first day of the Psalm. Oh, Psalm. Even worse. Well, from Meta to uh, OPEC, uh, oil prices trying to stabilize here a day after OPEC Plus agreed to cut output by 2 million barrels a day. White House did slam that decision, calling it short-sighted. Meantime, some energy analysts say the cut could backfire on Saudi Arabia, with the president now hinting that Congress could seek to rein in that country's influence over prices. Uh, Jim, I think it's the Times today that says it showed the limits of the fist bump policy uh, regarding the Saudis. Well, what I was surprised at is, is that they're really doing the bidding of the Russians. And, uh, you know, we've got the big convention in China. 
Uh, and we're beginning to hear, and David, you might, you might be interested in this, or you might be interested in the phone call you're making. I'm not making a uh, phone call. I'm just looking well, at my text. Okay, well, it's all one right, of the ways fine. we communicate during the show. You know Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I think that's great. Oh, my God. You don't believe me at all. Um, all right. So here's what's happening. There is Henry Kissinger. Henry Kissinger. Yes. Just as sharp as ever. Okay. He's amazing. Talking, even, what, talk, was he, 97 now? I don't, does, I don't care if he's 140. He might we be. We may be in that new Stephen King fairy tale book, which I recommend to my friends. Um, there is a, a talk that he has said that it may be right for the Chinese to pivot and that they might rethink their um, love for the Russians because it hasn't gotten them anywhere. Plus, the Chinese, they have a tendency to like the back winners, not losers. So I think the Russians are overreaching here. Uh, and I know that because our president, which who is not in favor of Bruce, our president's not that crazy about American oil companies, given the fact that he will not sit down and have a picture taken even with, with Mike Worth. You might think that Mike Worth, everyone or anyone take a picture with Mike. He's a cool guy. But Venezuela, he's, now he's talking Venezuela. Next will be Iran. These are renegade countries. Venezuela's a renegade country. And he's talking about U.S. looking Venezuela to ease. Venezuela is a very sad, sad place where everybody's trying to get out of. I'm not talking like some sort of freedom. Thing. I'm, I'm, I'm just, talking about I'm just pointing out it. Yeah. A lot of people who are okay. Well, they have Carl, Carl. They have the largest reservoir of oil mm-hmm. in the world, not the West, the East. And if you get Venezuela, you get a democratically elected president, which I think would be hard to believe, but anything can happen. Then Venezuela could begin to pump, and whatever well, price it would take them a while. Their oil industry is in a pretty bad place. It's not like it just you turn a switch. Are you even going to just give me a little bit of well, this? Not, I don't know. I mean, I've actually been out there, right? That's, You've been to Venezuela? Not far, I've been uh, where the oil is. Guyana and Venezuela are right next to each You've other. You've been to Maracaibo? And I've been nearby. You've been to Maracaibo. And it's not that easy to just start pumping oh, right away. I defer, I defer when you to have, a... When you have not been spending the CapEx to actually make I it defer, all happen. I defer to Rockefeller over here. He started Standard Oil. Uh, by the way, National Security Council had a statement last night saying our sanctions policy is unchanged. On so they Venezuela. did push back kind of hard on this journal piece, well, which, which they led with on page one today. A failed dictatorship of a failed state. And David's right. It's hard. Like, can we just it's a humanitarian crisis out there, and it has been for some period no, of time. No, but, but President Biden, our president, is talking about making a deal with Venezuela, which I find shocking and a demonstrable of what is going on in the world that the U.S. needs to post their strategic where they're going to finally stop, make a deal with a renegade country when he could make a deal with the Permian. Those are Americans. Now, that may not be, you may not know that, but you can push those American companies. All they need are pipelines. They just need pipelines out of the Permian. But the United States policy is against pipelines. We're, make, we're producing more every year. We make, now we make more than the Saudis. But if we had more pipelines, we'd have even more. So if the president were to go to anyone who does, you know, Scott Sheffield in Pioneer and say, you know what, I know you need pipelines. We're going to tell FERC. Or, you know, there was a bill by Manchin that was killed that was going to provide he, more he pipelines. He tweeted about it moments after OPEC. Did he tweet? Yeah, Manchin. See, like I told you. I didn't know how much he tweeted. I'm going to have to start following him. I like that outfit. It's good looking out. Thank you. You dressed, obviously. You turned the light on for you. I'm wearing a suit today, yes. He looks like a million bucks. Means my which pe- is not that much these days. Oh, we're wearing pink for breast cancer awareness. We are. An important cause. I didn't, I forgot the, I didn't have a pen. I got a pen. Yep. I got a pen. Very uh, important. I, I need a pen. 
<laughs> when we come back this morning, uh, the latest on Musk's efforts to buy Twitter. Take a look at the pre-market here. Ton of calls to get to, and we'll wade through, I think, maybe seven Fed speakers oh, just today. They should just be quiet and do their jobs. the streets back in a minute. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big-picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Welcome back. It's almost uh, two days since we got really the shocking news that Elon Musk completely reversed course and said he wanted to buy Twitter at the agreed upon price back from April 25th when he first signed the deal to acquire Twitter. But it's been almost two days and still we have nothing to tell you specific to that moving forward. Uh, we're still really waiting at this point for, I guess, what you call a joint stipulation by both by the parties to stay the litigation and to then outline all the terms, which aren't really that long, all the terms they need to have agreed to so that Musk can buy the company. And as I was uh, stating endlessly on Tuesday, then you'd you know, potentially close the deal very quickly. Um, there's been some questions, as there have been all along, about Morgan Stanley, right? It's leading this $13 billion financing. The banks face Depends on your math. All the banks, what is it, seven or more banks, you know, could face as much as an $850 million loss as a result of where rates are now and the flex that they have in the financing they offered. And the fact that they obviously will not be able to sell it down at that rate. But nobody I've spoken to at this point indicates in any way that those banks are not ready to step up to their commitment. Now, you call James Gorman at Morgan Stanley, and so far... He hasn't called me back. No. Love but to get I asked a, him when he was on. He, uh, and he would say nothing there either. Say nothing. Uh, he was on with you last week. Yes, um, and I asked him because I'm, you know, doing my job. We're still sitting here waiting for something from the court. Um, the, the deposition that we've all been led to believe at this point, and obviously I don't speak directly to Elon Musk, uh, was frightful for him because it's the only real thing you can look at and say, what caused this? Uh, has been delayed, but it may be as little as a day. So it's possible that if somehow things don't get on track, depose them tomorrow. Listen, those deleted emails, those deleted texts, I should say, that's a real potential issue for him and his lawyer. Uh, we don't know where that would lead. Everything I hear continues to indicate that this should come to a conclusion very soon. But here we are two days later, still waiting for what is simple stuff. Simple stuff, like just get the deal done, agree to stipulations, whatever it is. Morgan Stanley's going to either be there or not. And most likely, they're going to be there with the financing. And then you close. 
Um, so we'll see. We'll monitor today. You can see what the stock's doing. It's obviously quite a ways from 54.20, given that, again, the things that I'm outlining could happen very quickly. There's a 15-day marketing period for Morgan Stanley. There's Chancellor McCormick. I mean, what, are you going to go back to litigation on the 17th? Yeah, she says, you know, listen, right now I'm still getting ready for trial. But the fact is, what case do they possibly have now that right. given he's willing to buy the company at 54.20, this idea that, well, I really am not meaning it. What, you just gave up on your entire case. Well, my understanding is that his lawyers, who I'm sure he has total contempt for, told him it's open and shut, that you lose, that in this chancery you either pay now or you pay, pay later, later, but you're paying. Now, when I speak to Brett Taylor about it, obviously he won't say anything about it, but he's chairman of the board. Brett Taylor is not a man that I would want on the other side. Oh. See, as much as, as Musk is a cowboy, yeah. this is a process situation. This is and a Brett process situation. Process, and, and at this point, uh, Carl, we're just waiting. We're just waiting. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll have an update right. for people, who knows, even during the show. At any moment, these, they could show up in court, sign the joint stipulation, well, and we'll have a much better idea as to exactly when this thing's going to close. What's interesting is that someone asked me, Will, it, will he accelerate the number, the amount of hatred toward me? Given the fact that I have no love for him, he's no love for me. And all I want to say is I actually love him. You have no love for him, but you actually love him. I love him. Okay. I just Because he is going to be the head of, of Twitter. If I could move out of the top five most hated people, it would be good for me. By the way, I think Putin's number one. I'm number five. I, don't, gee, I think I, we're close to each like other. Sounds like he could pull some strings. I know. If Putin maybe backs out of Ukraine, I, what do I go up to number one? That'd be a nice day. Thank you. We'll, really get, uh, we'll get Kramer's mad dash. We'll count down to the opening bell. The Rangers are here, going to ring the bell, kick off NHL season. More squawk on the street when we come back. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. Take a look at some of the S&P pre-market gainers. Clorox is up there along with a couple names on some upgrades. Take two from Goldman. We'll get into that. Verizon. Oppie with an upgrade after all, first time in almost two years. Price target of 50. Opening bell coming up in less than five minutes. It's time for Kramer's Mad Dash. Yeah, look, I, I've been following the transport, the services industry. I, I know that Carnival had a really bad quarter. I'm seeing, <laughs> I'm seeing a Norwegian this week, but airline comment here by Bank of America saying you know, these earnings about to happen. They like Delta. They think Delta's going to report a good number, and that's the first one, October 13th. But they're taking down price targets for American Air. Eight goes to seven. Uh, Southwest LUV, 50 goes to 45. Uh, it, basically, this is a negative note saying that, sale, that revenues have plateaued. Now, this is not what we thought. And people will always tell me, listen, I was in a completely full flight. Well, all I can tell you is, is that these stocks are not going to go higher if this Bank of America note's right. It seems, it seems like a very thoughtful note. Uh, Jim, you know, one thing we didn't get to today was you, you've long said that uh, Rich Galanti at Costco holds the strings here. Right. And the journal with this piece about how they are not cutting prices, even though their input costs have basically collapsed. Well, I, I know that they will, if necessary, cut what they have to do. But the numbers were extraordinary. They had really fabulous 
mid-double-digit mid food, single-digit, uh, high single-digit for pretty much everything else. I, I think that Co I spent a lot of time at Costco, and all they did in that article was repeat what they said on my on air, which is that, you know, we'll remain competitive, uh, but frankly, the demand is great. And then after that, like, through lower prices and six lower prices, demand's extraordinary because prices, to begin with, are much lower. So, I mean, remember, they sell for volume, not for margin, and its business is very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot now, of those trust those that I'd buy the hell out of it. A lot of those supplier deals are fixed, have been signed a long time ago. Yeah. It takes time to work through. Let's go Rangers. Let's get the opening bell uh, with the New York Rangers celebrating the start of the NHL season. That's Lundqvist, Braves, Richter doing the honors at the NASDAQ Alpine Summit Energy Partners. That's nice to see, David. It, it is. Yeah. And uh, one of our better teams here in the New York area. They almost made it to the Stanley Cup one last year, as we know. How many good teams you have right now? We have some good teams right are you now. Kidding yes, me? my Mets. I mean, are you worried about the Mets at all? Uh, yeah, of course I'm worried about because them. Why? The because we so still won 100 games, and we, yeah, the, uh, and uh, the Yankees obviously have had a. Well, certainly one of their players has had one of the seasons for the ages. Non-juice, too. But we um, all know and that even, the Dodgers, uh, even our the football Dodgers teams aren't so bad. No, they're not. No. So we're doing fine here in New York, at least right now. Uh, but well, let's get back to the market. Are we doing fine there? Well, no, not really. I continue to believe, like yesterday's turn, uh, it depends on the bonds. And I don't think anything I heard today is bad for the bond market. By the way, I, I don't want to... Uh, uh, I really got to talk about Diana Olex reporting today about rents and how rents aren't going up. Now, rents have been intractable. And if rents would go down, then that would really help the Fed's case. Uh, I've not seen it personally. Uh, I've seen apartments go down in price, though. You're not getting in a lot of the country. There's no more of this best and final six bids. Uh, and that's significant. But mortgage rates are incredibly high. I mean, they're really high versus where they were a year ago. They're double. And uh, there's no break. But right now, the interest rates are not going the right way. So let's see what happens. All right. So these reports about Compass, what is that? Is that market turn here? Uh, yes. Yeah? Yes. In the same way that, to some degree, Poshmark, basically people said, was overdone and they bought. I mean, if we start seeing buyouts, of companies, yeah, not Twitter, but buyouts of companies, yeah, because they've actually come down enough, and obviously it's Listen, not. Listen, I, I mean, I've, I've said previously, you know, Vista has typically focused in the private markets, given obviously their focus on enterprise right. software. Ninety-seven percent of the companies are private there, but we've noted of late their focus on the public markets right. at Vista, one of the larger private equity firms, Isn't as I said, technology focus, because that may be where the value is. And then John Gray at Delivering Alpha, when uh, when I did a panel with him and Whitney Wolf heard, he also indicated, and we, we played the sound at the time, that from Blackstone's perspective, there may be some real values in the public markets. That's a positive. There's no doubt when you have private equity, which is looking out years ahead and seeing potential opportunities now in terms of future cash flows, they can buy what they believe are a discount, that's a good I, good thing. Doesn't mean every company shares that characteristic, but I, I heard seeing people it. talk about that interview you did and thought it was kind of a watershed. And I've heard of, uh, even people at the company, that's a watershed because right. the public market's supposed to be much more expensive right. than the private market. And that was, uh, you know, show, I mean, by the way, 
Can we just say that he's one of the best there is? It's not like he's a Yahoo. No. And when no. he said it at your, at your delivering alpha, or whatever it's... Yeah, that was right. It yeah. Was, yeah, it was uh, delivering alpha. So I was with someone from, from that firm the other day, and they said, look, I said, well, I've heard this thing at delivering alpha. He said, no, no, we're looking... Yeah, we're no, kicking that, the tires. That was, uh, doesn't mean you're going to necessarily move forward. The leveraged finance market, as we know, is not great right now, certainly not for non-investment grade credits, which is typical of that market. Um, so, you know, it's difficult to fund a particular buyout. Did you see the credit important. suite upgrade? I did. They I saw had the some things suites. to sell off. I saw the credit suite upgrade today. You know, there's also a report from Bloomberg about potentially a spin of parts of the old investment bank, the right. uh, advisory business, and maybe they raise capital separately. We'll see. We're still waiting on CS, but it's sort of stabilized, at least, but, has the stock the overall, since Monday's lows. But I thought that the overall thought of your delivering alpha was incredibly significant, which is that even with rates where they are, the best opportunity is in the... So it may be right. Even though your cost of capital has gone up, numbers right. have come down so much that so you can still generate a return that's better. By the way, you've got to remember, many of these private companies have are, are desperate not to do a down round. They haven't been marked down to a certain extent by their holders in the but, way that perhaps they need to be. But this is where um, I'm saying it, that... And that but it, those marks vary. It really does. Right, but, but Kevin but, O'Leary's got his look, book. But if you want to know where the layoffs are, it's in Silicon Valley. Among very highly paid people. And in, if we see California real estate go down, Carl, that would be the sign that the Fed is really on its game. Yeah. I mean, some of the jolts numbers in financial services, Jim, were not good. And today we have Peloton. Another 500 jobs, that's going to be another 12%. Barry McCarthy. If they the fire everyone, saying, this thing's going to soar. Saying, give us six months to prove whether or not this business should what? even exist. Why does Barry do that? I mean, I wanted to tell Barry, you know, speak, speak not at all. Why does Barry do that, David? What is the incentive to saying that? Because he's just an honest hard ass? I guess so. That's a good answer. As good an answer as any. Thank you. How about ConAgra? Did you see that? Uh, yeah, affirms the guide, right? A five cent beat. They got some very good revenue growth, uh, yeah, and I'm surprised the stock's only at 53 cents. General Mills on the same numbers went nuts. But again, I come back to the reversal in the market yesterday. It, we get a reversal today. These, these are very significant because what it, people say is, "Look, I missed Monday and Tuesday, but I'm getting a little shot here," and uh, they're taking it. Well, there was a pretty good note out of Wells about some of these. These calls on the S&P, October calls, 4,500 strike, March calls, Did you see that 43. These are 20,000 contracts. I thought that, that, that they are actually what's moving the market. Uh, but again, the market is thin. David, I am um, seeing tech always yeah. go before, no, at 4 o'clock today, tech looked like it was going to be down 2%, not unlike the first hour of trading yesterday. And then here they go again. Sneaking up on us. Yeah, look at that. The SMH. NASDAQ's, NASDAQ's positive. Guys, I haven't had a lot of good things to say about Verizon for quite oh, a long no, no, period of time. You've been so negative that you've been hands down the most negative. Has that been wrong? No, it's a joke. Hands oh. down. Oh, Honestly. got it. <laughs> I haven't been negative or positive. It just hasn't been a lot of positive things to say. But this morning, Verizon does get an upgrade from Oppenheimer. They, and I, I mentioned it because they actually downgraded the stock uh, back in February, which wasn't a bad no, move at call. that time saying at the time they overpaid for Spectrum, they were late to mid-band 5G builds, but they say now they think they're gradually catching up to T-Mobile in terms of 5G network performance and capabilities, and they're 
beginning to deploy their 100 megahertz of spectrum depth from 60 megahertz. And so looking to resume positive subscriber growth using a more segmented approach, I'll leave it at that, but it is having an impact on the stock price. $50 is now their price target at Oppenheimer as they upgrade it to an outperform. I thought it was significant. Could be. Because they were right about when they uh, downgraded. Otherwise, I would disagree. Right, exactly. I pointed Can I disagree out about something right now? Sure. Cons Constellation Brands, I have them on tonight. And they have what's called depletion. They had amazing numbers in beer. Some people thought they were light. Give me a break. They solved their water problems. They're selling their low-end wine. Um, and people have decided, well, it really doesn't matter. It's, it's going to, because they have the cannabis, maybe, it's going to a loss. But I know this business pretty well. And all the growth in beer is coming from them. And the stock, on, historically, on the day that it reports, trades down. So this is not unusual. But the numbers were extraordinary. And if you're in that business, you are so jealous of them. They're getting rid of the, the to the wine group there. If you know them, Cooper and Thief, I thought that was going to be a good thing. Uh, Crafters Union, Dreamy Tree, Monkey Bay, Seven Moons. But what matters here is, is that the stock has chronically acted incorrectly on the day it reports. And then people realize, well, there's so much faster growing than everybody else. So we'll listen to Bill Newlands. But I just want you to be aware when you're selling it right now that if, if you were in the beer business as I've been, you're so jealous of them, but if you're just a trader, you're an idiot. Mm. There's a lot of beverage news today. Diageo uh, reiterates its medium-term guide. Uh, this uh, partnership between Keurig, Dr. Pepper, and Red Bull uh, made a few headlines today, Jim. Yeah, I'm worried about um, uh, Keurig itself. Uh, think about writing about that tonight. The uh, Ollie's Army, uh, has a lot of Keurig products for sale. That means they're in the channel, but if people have to understand when something's in the channel, that means the price is being footballed. So if you were to go even to Bed Bath & Beyond, which is way long Keurig, you will see that the prices are dramatically lower on Ollie's. That means someone sold them to Ollie's because they didn't want the inventory. So I think that's, David, significant. Okay. I want to talk about a name you've talked about a lot. What? what? what I didn't respond. Well, I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was interesting research. Oh, Ollie's. You could have just said Ollie's and then moved on. I would have just given me that. Uh, Ollie's. Thank Ollie's. You. All right, good. Thank you. You're welcome. Eli Lilly. It's a little bit bigger than Ollie's. Oh. In fact, I hadn't realized that Lilly's market cap is now $315 billion. It's like $100 billion bigger than Merck. Um, I don't know how I missed that. It's Perhaps only trails. Not trying to take only trails J and J. I mention it because Eli Lilly did announce the U.S. Food and Drug Administration's granted fast track approval tour for uh, terzepatide for the treatment of adults with obesity or overweight with weight-related comorbidities. Um, Jim has been talking about this a lot. Of course, there's this surmount one two uh, trials, 2,539 participants across the world in many ways, uh, which obviously showed uh, some very positive results. They are going to be using for this fast track the results from two phase three clinical trials, as I just said, these that I just referenced. Jim, you think there's a big market for yes. this drug? Yes. Actually, it's interesting how much people want this, because this actually is a delay of when you get a prescription. So that means that you may have to use it off-label, which means that the, the prescription, they will not pay for it, the insurance companies. Right. But this is the first uh, non-invasive, so to speak. You take it. There's no side effects. Those of us have gone to our doctors and said, can we have it? Uh, a legitimate doctor will say, not yet. You can have, only have an indication for diabetes. But, David, the stars are out. All the, um, the stars 
that are worried about their weight are getting this thing. This thing, Carl, this is an obesity drug where, I mean, I know that it sounds strange that there are no side effects, but you take one and you lose weight. And that is kind of the holy grail of what people really want. No, the, ba- uh, the baseline was greater than 5% body weight loss uh, in 72 weeks versus placebo. So That's pretty good. You don't want to lose it overnight. No, you don't want to lose it overnight. You won't put it back and on. And it may be more significant than that, but that's, that's important. Like I take a drug called Lyrica, and Lyrica is shown to put on the exact amount of weight that this thing takes off. So the case I'm going to make to my doctor is, is that you've asked me to take weight off, but you put me on Lyrica. I want to get, take this opposed to Lyrica and I'm willing to pay for it out of pocket. I hope I get it. This is a revolutionary drug. There's never been a drug on the market that does this. And uh, David Ricks has not been talking about it because it's not approved for this. But wow. David, if I were in Hollywood, yeah, you know, let's say I was running tra- Jeopardy. Yeah. That's all. Just seeing if I'm paying attention. See if you're paying attention. Yeah, I am. Sometimes I have to do that, Carl. I am. I'm always paying attention. When I talk about his one dog, ear. you know, I mean, these are things that just kind of his ears, yep. ears pick up. Uh, Jim, really quick, we didn't get to talk yesterday about uh, Morgan Stanley cutting GM from 42 to 30. Today, J.P. Morgan on AutoNation. Uh, we're set up for uh, franchise dealers that we've encountered since the pandemic. Tesla's 16% lower in five days. But how about the fact that he upgraded Ford Motor? Now, I think Ford has still a problem getting parts. I think that Ford um, cannot deliver what it's it's promised because of others, not Ford. Uh, I thought it was an odd upgrade. My chapel just owns Ford, but I'm surprised he jumped now. I would have waited for the quarter, I think, to see how they're doing. But Jonas had been very anti-Ford, and he goes pro Ford. Pro Ford. Pro Ford. Pro Ford. Pro Ford. Yes, sometimes I have a hard time. I'm, my hearing is going. By the Pro way, we haven't, and we haven't mentioned Ford upping the F-150 Lightning price for the second time well, now. I, I know. Mean, the demand is incredible. They're sticking by their projection. They're going to sell like more than 500,000 run rate of electrics. They, you can't get one of their electrics. They're sold out of everything. So don't feel like, well, I'll put it in order because you're nobody. You can't get Broncos either because of the nameplate problem. There, I think there's certain companies that are really holding up Ford as a stock, but the, there's no doubt that at a certain point, the fact that they have what you want is going to change the equation. Now, when I speak on the back channel with Ford, what I say is, stop your ads. What are you doing? You're full up. But, no. Got to keep building the brand. Yeah, I guess so. Mindshare, yeah. Jim. It's about mindshare. Mind share. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just I think that it's going to be number one is Tesla, number two is Ford, and Tesla, Ford is not going to be an asterisk. By the way, always important to point out Tesla's never done an advertisement. Well, that's why I... No. Okay, okay. So, see, he listens closely to me, because I was saying Ford doesn't do advertising, that could be like Tesla. That was my idea. <laughs> I got it, but I was making it clear for yes. people. Right, well, but I'm saying that it It's would unbelievable, be... though, that Tesla's never spent any well, money on marketing. Well, how about you get to tweet about Ukraine and uh, get... Yeah, and he gets the own yeah. darn thing, gets rid of Putin, puts me up there as the worst. Maybe uh, there'll be a lot of ads on Twitter for Tesla. Well, maybe they'll make money with Twitter, which would be like... Can I, I'd like to advise them. I've got some ways to do it. If Elon wants to talk to me, a little back channel, I've got ways to... Wait, you want them to open a theme park in New Mexico? Oh, no, that was another company. Sorry. 
We're still working on that. It's going to happen. When it happens, he's going to be it's so gonna embarrassed. Ha- I said they're going to go into gambling very fast. They're going to have partners in gambling and do one fantasy. Let's see. Our guys were knocking on the door of 3,800 again. 3,806 was yesterday's high. Let's get to Bob Bassani. Hey, Bob. Yeah, 3,791 right now. That would be very interesting to get back over that. And what you want to look at now is what's the market's appetite for risk? And every day I put up what I consider to be the most important risk indicators that are out there. What are those? Well, metals and mining stocks, they're up today. Transportation stocks, they're up today. Semiconductor stocks, they're up today, and Kathy Wood's ARK Innovation. In my mind, these are the risk-on sectors. When these are up leading the market, you know there's an appetite for risk. And I would say moderately, yes, the answer is yes today. Look at the S&P movers, same thing. Got a little bit of uh, semiconductors helping things out, Advanced Micro and NVIDIA. You got some of the oil companies. We're at 88 on oil, folks. Uh, And you got material names like CF Industries, modestly to the upside. That's a good start to the day here. Everybody's talking about Raphael Bostic. Now, he's not a voting member, but he's one of the first people to mention this pause idea here. Here's what he said in the speech last night. I'd like to reach a point where policy is moderately restrictive between four and four and a half by the end of the year. Then hold at that level and see how the economy and prices react. Those are the magic words, folks. Hold at the level and see how the economy and prices react. That's the pause. And then he went on to talk about how the impact is happening, is affecting things. The FOMC's tightening may have already sapped uh, the housing uh, moves in the housing market. So there's a pause. Uh, now, again, he's not a voting member. Let's see if he can get people uh, to move along to his point of view. Uh, earnings season is starting and it's a rather cautious start. But I'm encouraged by the fact that the three big reporters affirmed their guidance. Remember, guys, everyone was expecting, oh, my God, they're going to start cutting, cutting, cutting. Well, look at the big three. These are all big consumer names that are out there. ConAgra beat the estimates. They had big price hikes uh, that helped the market. Margins, they reaffirmed their guidance. Jim was talking about Constellation. They had amazing numbers. The beer sales were astonishing for them. They had price hikes. Now, why is it down here? I think the guidance was only fair here. They were at, they, their guidance is 1120 to 1160. They had 1120 to 1150, and people looked at that and said, "God, these numbers are great." Why didn't they push the numbers up a little more? I think that's possibly the reason why it's trading down a little bit. But again, uh, Jim's right. The numbers were fantastic. And then we had McCormick's numbers out. They affirmed their guidance. Uh, margins were a little below estimates, and but they're getting a lot of price hikes through. Uh, and they also affirmed their full year guidance. OK, so just remember, everyone's expecting this apocalyptic fourth quarter where everybody's going to be cutting their numbers and saying, no, business is terrible. And, Carl, I think this is a, a, a fairly good, considering how mediocre and actually disappointing the early reporters have been, getting three big companies, consumer companies, just affirming the guidance for the year. Well, it's a bit of, of a win uh, for the bulls. Carl, back to you. All right. Uh, thank you for that, uh, Bob Pisani. As we go to break, let's check bonds this morning. We mentioned how many Fed speakers we're going to get. Mester two times today. Uh, pretty much the uh, yield complex is higher. Uh, 10-year, almost a 379, and that two-year near 418. Dow's gone negative after an initial pop. We're back in a minute. Got a few sectors in the red this morning. Banks among them, not the worst. Uh, for example, utilities are down more, but you got the major ones, JPM, Goldman, Morgan Stanley, all in the red. Uh, watching the dollar index as well. Uh, had been 114, you might remember at the recent highs, uh, close to 112 this morning. We'll get stopped trading with Jim in a minute. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. One of the worst acting uh, groups, the game game companies, and it's been relentless and 
uh, apropos of just decide, people decide they were the Pelotons. This morning, uh, Goldman comes up with a very big piece about recommending take two, saying there's 40% upside, like the Zynga deal. Um, I know that NVIDIA is uh, designing new chips that are going to make it so that everything looks different next year. And they're very excited about the gaming cycle. If you wanted to get in the gaming cycle, I do think take two is the best. And I think they're very well run. And I agree with the call. We're going to talk to Eric Sheridan uh, later on this morning. Well, I think that's terrific. You can ask him about Grand, Grand Theft Auto and the, the stealing of, uh, which I haven't think matters, stealing of the plants. But what I care about, you've got to ask him about the new ray trace from, uh, that's so lifelike, and I've seen it uh, by NVIDIA, that I think is going to be the game changer for gamers next year. See if he knows it. Though. I've seen it. Oh, very cool. It's, uh, you can't tell the difference between real, real life. There isn't. I thought it was me talking to me. The guy, the thing came out and said, hey, I'm Kramer. I was like, hey, I'm Kramer. Even had the Philadelphia accent. Really extraordinary. <laughs> Hans down. <laughs> Jim, what's tonight? <laughs> I got Norwegian Cruise Lines. Oh, nice. Which we're going to see if that, how much different they are from Carnival, which is obviously not great shape. Um, Mercedes, we did a piece already. That's from ESG. Uh, fantastic. And then Frank Del Rio. I mean, I'm sorry, then Bill Newlands. You know, the Constellation call hasn't started yet. So the people who are selling it, I mean, I'm in the beer, I've been in the beer business. There's no growth to anything beer except for them. And the fact that they didn't raise their guidance is because they don't. So sell it all you want. My trust is going to buy it all you want. There I go. There you go. There you go again. Thank you for listening, David. I always appreciate it. I'm here for you. You are. At least one ear. David, we always have to go. See, no one's saying it this time, which is interesting. They want me to go on with this. No, they don't. We have the IMF director. They don't want you to go on. They want you to stop. Jim's right. We got the IMF managing director first on CNBC on this uh, downgrade. Uh, Pretty gloomy picture about global recession. Uh, We'll talk about the economy and central banks when we come back. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools.